Uh, and I'm pleased once again to have on this program for a few minutes between now and the top of the hour, the chair of the Democratic Party, Jamie Harrison. Chairman Harrison, how are you today, sir? I'm great, Tavis. How are you, my friend? It's a rough day, man. It's a rough day. Uh, Harry Belafonte was a dear yeah, dear friend and brother of mine, and uh, I am sorry that uh, uh, that uh, I have you on the program on a day that um, that uh, Mr. B has passed. But if, 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 if his work and witness, if his life and legacy is about anything, it has been about not the shrinking but the expanding of rights for all of us in this country. Uh, and I don't need to make Harry Belafonte political. He was, in fact, political. And so it, it seems apropos in some ways on this day that he'd make his transition as Joe Biden, uh, who has been uh, trying to uh, address an agenda of expanding rights for all Americans, announces his reelection bid. Your thoughts on the president's announcement uh, uh, earlier today? Well, well, let me first say on uh, Mr. Belafonte, who uh, I admired greatly, and he was supportive of my campaign when I ran for the United States Senate, and he was so kind to me. Mm -hmm. uh, he will definitely be missed by so many, and I recognize, you know, as a 47-year-old black guy from South Carolina, the chair of the Democratic Party, that I stand on his shoulders. Uh, his activism and his voice allowed uh, a moment for me to shine, allowed for Vice President Kamala Harris to be who she is. And so, uh, and so just, I'm just grateful for him and the life and legacy that he left for all of us. Indeed. Um, as, as it relates to President Biden, you were right. You know, this is a president who spent his first term of office fighting for freedom, fighting for more rights and not less, fighting to secure and protect our democracy. And today he announced that he's running for re-election to finish that job for the American people. Uh, and he's running with our vice president, Kamala Harris, another histor hist historic figure in and of herself. Um, and, Tavis, when you think about it, it's, it's in the contrast of the extremism that we see from uh, MAGA Republicans, these people who are literally trying to take us back, mm. who are focused on gutting Social Security and Medicare, who are focused on taking away health care decisions for women, banning books. Uh, who have chosen the NRA over protecting our kids uh, and are really trying to cur curtail our voting rights in, in every one of these states. Um, when they don't agree with you, we saw what happened in Tennessee. They vote you out of the legislature. Or in Florida, they say, well, uh, let's, let's try to pass a bill to say that we eliminate the Democratic Party because that, that's what you do in, in opposition. But we have a president who is has put his uh, is line in the sand and say, I'm going to fight for the freedom and the rights of the American people. And so I'm proud of this moment. Uh, I'm proud of what he has done and what he's accomplished. Um, and so, uh, you know, just looking forward to, to this re-election fight that we got ahead of us. I got five more minutes with you, uh, and I want to just uh, cover a few more topics right quick. So all the headlines today um, read in one way, shape, or form that his announcement officially that he is running for re-election um, sets the stage for what may very well be a replay, part due, if you will, of Trump uh, v. Biden. Um, your thoughts on that On that possibility? I mean, listen, uh, who knows what the Republican Party will do, Tavis? I, I have no idea. Uh, and to, frankly, I don't really care mm -hmm. because all of them are extreme. Every single one of them, Trump, Haley, Scott, and I can go on and on. 
my grandma said, you put them all in the bag and you don't know what will fall out, uh, who's going to fall out first, mm-hmm. um, because they're all awful. They're all against American democracy. They're all against, uh, they're all for taking away the rights of the American people. Um, and, but what I know is that we have a president, Joe Biden, who has delivered on his promises and have gotten more done than any president that I know in my, in my lifetime. Uh, and given the fact that he had a 50-50 United States Senate and less than a five-seat majority in the House. I mean, created 12 million jobs, near the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, largest investment in climate and, and clean energy in the history, first black woman on the, on the Supreme Court, manufacturing boom that we're seeing, historic in, investment in our infrastructure. And we had the best midterm election since FDR. Mm-hmm. Um, so this president's accomplished a lot. Uh, what we will be spending the next few weeks and months is talking about those accomplishments and how he has delivered for the American people and how he's not finished yet. And, and we, need, we need to get him reelected and we need to get more Democrats in the House and the Senate. Um, the success of those midterm elections, uh, in part, uh, kept any other Democrat on the sideline who may have been thinking about or might have been thinking about challenging him. Uh, no one has really gotten in this race. Um, there is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., of course. There is Marion Williamson. Uh, but he kept all the big-name Democrats on the sideline, in part, I believe, because of the success in those midterm elections, his age notwithstanding. But as you well know, everybody keeps talking about the age thing. Is that going to be a factor? You know what, Tavis? Uh, something that I've learned in life, with age comes experience. Mm-hmm. And we have seen all of the things that he has done with that experience. And I just don't know of any other president, and we've had younger presidents to come about, to be able to do what he did with the slim majorities that he had. I mean, the reason why he's been able to do this is because he understood Washington. He understood the players in Washington and how to navigate those personalities and leverage his relationships to get things done for the American people. And in the end of the day, the reason why we go to the polls to vote for somebody is we want them to deliver for us. Name me anybody who's delivered more than Joe Biden has done, mm-hmm. given what he the hand that he was dealt with. And do, and That's do you, why we want people to watch him. Yeah, but but you uh, not to interrupt. I'm sorry. But do you think I I do not? And I've said I've said so on this program any number of times, uh, Chairman Harrison. Uh, but do you think he's gotten the credit he deserves for what he has in fact accomplished? Uh, he has not gotten the credit that he deserves. But we are going to make sure, Tavis, that we go all across this country, urban areas, rural areas. Uh, the South, the Midwest, the Northeast, the West, we are going to make sure that by the time that people go to the polls in November of 2024, they know every single thing that Joe Biden has done for the American people, what Kamala Harris has done for the American people, that currently many Republicans are trying to take credit for right now in terms of these infrastructure investments. Right. But they know that it's this president that actually got it done for them. Last question. I know you got a full schedule today, and I thank you, as always, for your time uh, calling into our program here on KBLA Talk 1580. Um, he is, to my mind, already the presumptive nominee for uh, his party uh, come 2024. And yet there is this issue, as you well know, uh, called turnout. you got to turn out the vote, uh, even if you're the, the nominee. And there are all kinds of questions being raised about the base not being excited, even though nobody had the temerity to run against him, can you excite the base? Will his candidacy excite the base? Will it lead to the kind of turnout he needs to defeat whoever they put up in 2024? We will excite the base because in the end, the base of this party will hear about how Joe Biden 
even with the Republican obstructionism, have fought for them. I mean, when you think about things like the student loan reform, I mean, Tavis, you and I know that's a big deal. I'm, I'm a Pell Grant kid. Uh, and this president was the first president that had the boldness to say, you know what, we need to do something about this. And we need to stand up for these working people in this country on health care, on climate. It's this president that stood up. We saw in the midterm elections the second highest turnout of young people in the last 30 years. Um, when we get young folks, people of color to the polls, and when we talk to seniors about how we have now delivered for them on capping the cost of prescription drugs, on capping their health care costs, uh, we're going to see a coalition like we've never seen before. Remember this, folks. 80 million people went to the polls in November and voted for uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. That had never happened for any person who's ever had their name on the ballot for president of the United States in this country. Uh, and I'm looking to make sure we even get more than 80 million uh, in this 2024 race. Uh, DNC chair, Jamie Harrison, thank you, first of all, for your kind reflections and thoughts and words about our dear friend and brother, Harry Belafonte, who transitioned earlier this morning in New York at the age of 96. Thank you for your work and witness as chair of the party. Uh, and thank you, finally, for always uh, accepting my phone call and agreeing to come on this program uh, at critical moments such as this. I appreciate you, sir. All the best to you, my friend. Thank you so much, Tavis. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. 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 A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580.